welcome to Pursuit Church Podcast, where we give those far from God the opportunity to pursue Christ. We are so glad you are here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe God has a word for you through today's message. I want to read from the book of Isaiah, chapter 26, verses 3 and 4. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3 and 4. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Today, I want to title my message, The Path to Lasting Peace. You may be seated, church. The Path to Lasting Peace. Today, if you're searching for peace, if you are without peace, if you've come looking for peace, if you are in need of peace, you've come to the right place. If you're watching online and you need peace, you are listening to the right message. Uh, There is a way to get it. There is a way to keep it. And today we will talk about it. Uh, The thing about peace is that everybody can relate. Uh, Because either you are going through something right now and your peace is being tried at this very moment or it will be tried sometime in the future. Paul the Apostle makes a profound statement in 1 Corinthians that I'm sure we've all heard before. He says, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. The word peace here is the total opposite of disorder and chaos. The word confusion here means without order, without stability. Paul makes it clear here. God does not author confusion, but he is the author of peace. He is the one who has established true peace in this world. And so if we are to have peace and if we are to experience true peace, we've got to have, we've got to make sure we've got a good connection to God. And today, if we are experiencing uncertainty, if we are experiencing pain, if we are experiencing chaos in our lives and it's causing us much anxiety and the loss of all our peace, then it simply means we have distanced ourselves from the author of peace. Where God has not authored peace, there can be no peace. Uh, But where God speaks peace, uh, just as he has spoken all other things into existence, just as God speaks peace, where he speaks peace, there shall be peace. Uh, And today, I believe God can speak peace into your life. God can speak peace into your mind and into your heart, and you can go home today. 
today, even though your family may be broken or you uh, may be without a job or you may not have the money you need in your bank account or your body may be in pain and you don't know what tomorrow holds and your life appears to be in much chaos, uh, you can go home today with a peace that surpasses all understanding. Now, our world today and our lives may seem perpetually in confusion, in turmoil, and in strife. And the source of it all is the evil one. The Bible calls him the God of this world. And where God is the author of peace, Satan is the author of confusion and chaos. Uh, the Bible says the enemy constantly prowls around. The, en the enemy constantly goes different places upon the earth and, and trying to find somebody he can devour, somebody he can discourage and cause their minds to be anxious and without peace. If he can get into our mind, if he can begin to cause us to believe the thoughts that he puts in our mind, if he can get us to begin to fall into temptation and fall into sin and get in a rut, he can begin to take our peace away. And of course, this is what the enemy did going all the way back to the beginning at the fall of man in the Garden of Eden. And thus now we are all born in a sinful world seeking true peace again. The only one who can bring true peace is the author of peace. There is nowhere else whereby this peace can be found. There is nowhere else we can find such a peace. There is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ who grants such peace, for he is our peace. He is the author of peace, just as the devil is the author of all confusion and strife. In Scripture, God is clearly called the God of peace. He is called the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. He is known as the King of Peace peace, the Lord of peace, the Prince of peace, the author of peace. He is the very God of peace. He is our peace. Someday the Bible says he shall speak peace unto the heathen and his dominion shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. On that day, the Bible says the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. There is a day coming in which all of God's children will experience this peace without any outside force threatening it. There will be no end to this wonderful, perfect peace. But for now, as we continue to live in a broken uh, society and a fallen world, and as we try to navigate the cares of life and we're subject to the attacks and the temptations of the enemy, there is the real possibility that we may lose our peace, but we can get it back and we can keep it. The fundamental problem with the peace that humanity pursues today is its source. Uh, we seek some sort of peace 
of our own making. We seek a peace according to our own definition. We have an image in our mind of what it is, and we tend to seek a version of peace that fits our idea of what it should be. But we are not the authors of peace. We are not the creators of peace. We cannot create it. In fact, people so often misunderstand true peace that they seek after it in everything that the world offers except the true source. The author of confusion already controls them, and so uh, they seek an unauthentic version of peace in a bottle of alcohol or a gram of weed or a bottle of prescription drugs that was prescribed to them by their doctor, or it could just be something that everybody does. It's just a conversation with a friend or getting lost in a book, or maybe it's turning on a show and binge-watching a series on uh, Hulu or Netflix or YouTube or just getting lost in that movie to try to escape the world and, and all of our chaos. And some of these things may work for a time. And some of these things may numb the problems and the pain. And some of these things may help uh, people escape their own thoughts and help them forget their problems. They just might help them get through the day. Uh, they just might help them get through the shift at work. They may uh, just help the person go to sleep at night and get a good night of sleep. But the unreliability of such peace cannot be sustained. This counterfeit peace always runs out. This state of calm and rest, which may resemble peace temporarily, cannot continue. It always runs out. It always calls for another drink. It always calls for another uh, movie. It always calls for another uh, smoke. It simply does not last. But there is a peace that is not only better than these peace substitutes, but does not even compare to them. It is a perfect peace that comes from God. I should make clear uh, real quick, that this perfect peace that comes from God, it does not mean the absence of chaos. It is not the escape of trials and troubles. It is not a safe haven where we're protected from the cares of life. And so we no longer have to deal with the affairs of life. But this peace is something that is given to us in this life as we continue to live and journey in a broken and fallen world. This peace is something that God grants only to his people. And we should also understand real quick that this peace would not be available if it were not for Christ Jesus. It is precisely what he did at the cross and the blood that he shed that grants such peace. Where there was a separation between us and God due to our sins, Jesus took care of it. Jesus redeemed man. This is why he could say, peace I leave with you. Peace I give to you. I don't give to you peace like the world giveth. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither be afraid. 
Christ and Him crucified. The gospel message, the message we heard, the reason why we're here today, the reason why we're saved. That message is a message of brand new peace. Christ was saying, let me forgive you of all your sins and let me cover you by my shed blood so that there would be no more condemnation in your mind and condemnation in your heart and no more anxiety about your past. Sin causes anxiety, but you will have to have no more anxiety. And let me bring you to the God of peace through my blood where there's no more condemnation because now that you are in right standing by the grace of God, you are granted his perfect peace. This is the greatest reason, not the only reason, but the greatest reason people do lack peace. Either they have not fully obeyed the gospel message or they have found themselves in a state of, uh, of backsliding and rebellion and getting lost in the world again. Because there is not even the possibility, there is not even the possibility of true and lasting peace when I'm not in right standing with God. And all of my trusting in Him and all of my praying for peace is in vain if I have things hidden from Him. I cannot experience his peace as if there's parts of my life that I'm unwilling to surrender. True peace comes from God. But God is only able to work in those who are willing to surrender. He will not make you. He will not force you. He will not override our will. If we choose not to surrender completely, we reject all that he offers. All of the promises he has, all of the peace and all of the joy and all of his provision and all of his power. We reject everything that he has. And it's not that God only grants peace to those who are perfect because nobody is perfect. But he does give peace his perfect peace to those who live a surrendered life. So if we are seeking peace today, the simplest question we can ask ourselves is, have we surrendered our life completely to Christ? My will, my plans, my dreams, my hopes, is it surrendered to God? Or is our life still filled with peace substitutes? Those things that we feel that we need. Those things that we run to instead of God when we need peace. How we respond to Christ and, and what he did on the cross will determine if or if not we shall experience the peace that he offers. And when we run to something else... When we run to something else, oh, how God's heart hurts. For essentially, we are saying the cross is not enough. And the blood is not enough to prove to me that you really love me, God. So I am unwilling to surrender my life. 
I'm unwilling to give up some of the things in my life. And plus, even if I, I did give up everything in my life, how else would I find my daily peace? And God stands astonished at our way of thinking. Don't you know what the cross did? Don't you know what Christ Jesus did? If, if you run to Jesus and you never look back and you never uh, quit and you never give up and, and you never turn around and look at the world, if you just give your whole life to God, don't you realize what that will do for you? It will give you a peace you've never known. And it will give you a peace that the world cannot take away. And so God's heart breaks because of our unbelief in all that he wants to do and will do if we will surrender completely. When people take a drink of the bottle, oh, how God wishes it was him that we were drinking from. And, and when we seek after a new high or a new experience, oh, how it, God wishes it was him that we were seeking. When people call up a friend... Or they turn to anybody except for him for help. Oh, how he wishes he was the friend. He wishes he was that person that they would turn to because he's got peace for you. Now, some people may say, I've tried all of that before and when I walked away from the world and, and I gave up those things and I surrendered my life to God, I faced some of the worst anxiety I've ever faced in my life. I've never faced such a trial than when I surrendered my life to God. And I believe it. Because church, don't we know that the moment we choose to surrender to God, we just might, fight, we might just face the greatest attacks and, and the greatest of trials in our life for a season because of the enemy? There is a moment, there, there is a time in which the devil will do everything in his power to stop us from giving our lives to Christ. And due to this initial attack, many quit before they even get started. They throw in the towel before they see any blessings and any benefits. But we should expect a battle when we make such a commitment. There will be a time, there will be a season of testing as the devil tries to stop you from pursuing God. And it just might be the worst temptation you've ever faced. And it just might be the worst trial you've ever gone through. But you must hold on because that's all that it is. It's just a test, a test of your newfound faith, a test to see if you're really serious about this or not. And if you will hold on and if you will not give up. And if you will keep the faith, God is going to see you through. And I believe the tougher the fight, the more sweet his salvation. The darker the night, the greater joy that cometh in the morning. And if we will endure the battle, which is only but for a season, we will soon enter into the promise of his perfect peace. Now, a lack of peace is not always due to sin. Sometimes it is simply due to trials and 
testings and the chaos of life and different storms. This is where our scripture comes in today. Just give me another five or 10 minutes. Isaiah chapter 26, verses three and four. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. The prophet Isaiah declares that the Lord is the source of perfect peace. If we find our peace in the eternal and the all-satisfying God, then our peace will be the kind of peace that this world cannot take away. So, why is it then that so many believers find themselves in situations where it appears that they have no peace? Why do children of God go through things in their life and, and, and things that cause turmoil and, and their spirit is weighed down by a lack of peace? The prophet alludes to the very fact that we sometimes allow our attention to be turned away from God and to become captivated instead by the trouble in our life. Our minds are not on God, but they are fixed on what we are going through. When's the last time you asked an anxious person, is your mind on Jesus? And they said, yes, of course. It's not likely. Was Peter's mind on Jesus or the storm when he began to drown in the water? The Bible says when he saw the wind, that's when he became afraid. When he saw the wind, he began to sink. When he saw the storm, he lost his peace. When his mind was on the storm and not on Jesus, he lost his peace. So when we find ourselves in a place where peace escapes us, the first answer is to set our mind fully upon the only source of true peace, Christ Jesus. Thou will keep him and perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. There's a second point. The prophet says, thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust is the second answer. The fundamental cause of a lack of peace in the life of a believer is a lack of complete trust in their God. We can't control the storm. We can't uh, stop the chaos in the world. We can't stop the battles from happening. We can't command the trial to cease. But what we can do is we can trust our God. And by doing so, the peace of God is ours even in the battle and even in the storm and when the chaos surrounds me and when my world is falling apart, my spirit is still at peace because I am trusting my God. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Trust in the Lord forever. Don't ever stop, don't ever quit, don't ever doubt, don't ever look back, don't ever give up. And when the world tells you you're foolish, you're crazy, at least you've got the peace of God. 
And when the storms rage and when the battles come and when the money isn't coming in and when your child is sick and when the doctor says this or that, you've got the peace of God. You may be up against a wall in need of a true miracle, but you're still at peace, unfailing peace, perfect peace, because your mind has stayed on God because you trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Why do we need to trust him? What does it do for the believer? It says, trust ye in the Lord forever, for or because in the Lord there is everlasting strength. Church, there is a spiritual strength, strength that we wouldn't have otherwise, strength we cannot get anywhere else that comes to us only when we are trusting the Lord. To receive this special strength that all that I need, I need this strength to get it. I am to trust the Lord. These are the keys to lasting peace. The thing about the peace of God is that even though we can all experience it, it's something we have to work to keep. It's something we have to maintain every day. Our peace is tried every day. Something in this world threatens our peace. You know, it may just be a mere thought. Happens to me all the time. About what could happen. About what might happen. What may happen. But it threatens our peace. So not only must we find it, but we've got to keep it. And Jesus said this to the apostles. I'm coming to a close. Jesus said this. Before he told them, he said, I... I, I uh, peace I give you, peace I leave with you. Before he told them that, he said the Holy Spirit would be sent down to them. And that the Holy Spirit would be their comfort and it would be their peace. And so if we are going to keep peace in this world, if we're going to hold on to the peace of God in this fallen world, we've got to make sure we've got to hold on the Holy Spirit. Or better yet, we've got to make sure the Holy Spirit has a hold on us. And the only way that happens is if we continue to live a surrendered life. If we will stay surrendered to God, if we will keep our mind on him, and if we will trust in him always, church, we will have found ourselves with a perfect peace that stands the test of time. And the world will look at you and wonder, how are you able to praise the God when you're in the storm? How are you able to worship him when your world is falling apart? By the way, may I ask, why are you always so happy? Why are you always so joyful? Why do you always come to this workplace with a smile how do you lift up your hands and lift up your voice and sing and worship and shout when things are so chaotic in your life didn't you say your child was sick didn't you say you were running out of money how can you show up to church every single Sunday and worship with the saints of God when things are so messed up at home and so messed up at work and so broken in this world 
Because on the inside, there's a peace that surpasses all understanding. And there's a peace that you cannot take away. There's a peace that nothing in this world can take away. It's simply the perfect peace of God. Let's stand, church. God has given us in his word a path to lasting peace. Three questions we've got to ask ourselves in this order. Have I fully surrendered my life to God? Are there hidden sins in my life that I know that God has been telling me to surrender? Have I surrendered my will and my dreams and my hopes and my plans? It's not that God wants you to be some perfect angel, but he does use his spirit of conviction to convict us. And we know what it is that he is asking us to surrender. We know what it is. And I should remind us this morning that he is that still small voice. He speaks in our mind and convicts us. We know what he's asking us to surrender. So is my life fully surrendered to God? Number two, is my mind on things above? What is my thought life look like? What will I think about when I leave this place today? Is my mind on things that are happening in the world or is my mind on Christ Jesus? And number three, am I trusting him? Am I trusting God with all of my strength? Am I trusting God with all of my hope and all of my heart? For which the Bible says will bring me strength. Am I really trusting God today? This is where it really gets many believers. I've surrendered my life. I think about God. But are you willing to trust? It takes a great fool for God to trust. The world would call you a maniac to trust like God is asking you to trust. You're crazy to trust him like that. But that's the way God's asking you to trust. With everything, I trust. You can get your peace back today, but there is a biblical path to be followed. We can get God's peace right here, right now. And once we receive it, we can keep it by surrendering, by keeping our mind on him and by trusting our God forever. And once you've done these three things, church, you will have found yourself rejoicing. You will have found yourself with a brand new smile upon your face. You will have found yourself willing to worship your God and praise the Lord no matter what's going on at home no matter what's going on in your life there's joy there's peace within you so I'm willing to praise my God I'm willing to lift up my hands and shout hallelujah I've got something greater than this world can offer I've got a greater hope in my heart I've got a greater peace within me the world can't take it away I trust my God 
thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. For more information about Pursuit, visit PursuitChurchAR.com. Thank you for listening and see you next week.